over the works of St. Bonaventure and Blessed John Scotus. While teaching English and literature at St. Bonaventure College, Merton was privileged to study a whole array of the foundational works of the Franciscan intellectual tradition. His journals, notes, and correspondence from that time on campus reveal a telling enthusiasm for this study. The time during which Merton studied these texts and figures was additionally fortuitous, because he sat at the feet of one of the 20th century's greatest Franciscan scholars. Franciscan father, Philotheus Boehner, under whose guidance Merton read Bonaventure, Scotus, and William of Ockham, was on campus to help found the now world-famous Franciscan Institute, which today remains the preeminent center for studying the Franciscan tradition in the English-speaking world. Scholars come from all parts of the world to research, teach, and study at the Institute. That Merton studied with Boehner is no small deal or incidental fact. Nearly 15 years after he first studied the sources with Father Boehner at St. Bonaventure, Merton the monk and author recalled his impressions of Boehner and shared the impact his relationship with the friar had on him in a letter written to the then president of St. Bonaventure University, Franciscan Father Thomas Plasman. Father Philotheus was, I think, one of those for whom no death is sudden. His unassuming simplicity covered what was a real and deep holiness, I am sure. Like a true Franciscan, he was one who dared to be perfectly himself with our Lord. He helped me to make a crucial decision in my life, and I shall certainly not fail him if he needs my prayers. I hope that in the meanwhile, he will continue to help me now that he is close to God and in a position to gain many graces for us on earth who knew him. The loss of Philo will make itself felt at St. Bonaventure and in scholarly circles everywhere. The Franciscan Institute rested on him as on a cornerstone. But no man is irreplaceable. I hope he will find his successor filled with his own ardent love for St. Bonaventure and Scotus, a love which I am thankful he communicated to me. I cannot say that he made me love Occam, because he never made me understand him. One thing none of us will forget about Philo was his truly Franciscan ardor and insight into the creatures of God. He was a true scientist, for whom natural beings were only a step on the ladder by which a soul rises to the contemplation of God, and he certainly had an eye for the smallest of God's creatures. These remarks to Plasman on the occasion of Boehner's death reveal a profound sense of heartfelt appreciation for the pastoral presence intellectual formation, and personal attention Merton received from the deceased friar. As Merton grappled with some of scholasticism's most challenging theological and philosophical treatises, he would have gained a well-grounded knowledge of and appreciation for the Franciscan intellectual tradition. Merton would later write that although he was exposed to it, as all religious students would have been in the early 20th century, Thomism, the neo-scholastic reading of Thomas Aquinas's work that was the standard theological source and model of method at the time really didn't appeal to him. Unlike so many of his religious peers who would likewise have been steeped in the ways of Thomistic theology, Merton also benefited from the best possible education in the Franciscan intellectual tradition of his time, thanks to the fact that he happened to study this material at the right time, at the right place, and with the right person. In fact, given the pre-Vatican II state of seminary education in the 1930s and 1940s, 
which was almost exclusively reliant on the Thomistic theological manuals of the time. Had Merton actually entered the Order of Friars Minor when he wanted, he would likely have had far less exposure to the cutting-edge Franciscan intellectual scholarship than what he had received. One could say that his not becoming a Franciscan friar actually provided the very condition for Merton to ultimately become more Franciscan in his outlook. Such a case lends more credence to the saying that the Spirit works in mysterious ways. It certainly did in Merton's life. The fervor with which Merton continued to show his interest about the Franciscan tradition is tremendous, even if from time to time he was expressive about the pain he still felt about the impossibility of becoming a friar. Merton is often critical of the friars collectively in his correspondence and journals during his years teaching at St. Bonaventure, but never of the tradition or of individual.